Well, hello there, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Unscripted and Unapologetic. This is Sean, otherwise known as Zay, or whatever else people that are foaming at the mouth on the left want to call me. Um, The nice thing is when you have, like, zero followers and you're just getting started, you really don't have to worry about too many people listening or the fact that, you know, you're a little disorganized because you worked all night and you're still trying to figure this stuff out. But I made a post on my overnight job, hard worker, um, called uh, The Two-Tier Society Revisited, Resistance in Canada, Missing in America. Actually, the full title is The Handmaidens of Hell. Um, And then the subtitle is The Two-Tier Society Revisited because I've written a blog post about that uh, a while ago on a website I was trying to get started. Um, And the handmaidens of hell, to me, uh, are like the administrators of um, the Great Reset, of the crisis, so-called crisis, the abuse, really, um, that we are taking from our government right now. A lot of people um, and I don't see how, but um, I I guess fear will do that to you. Uh, I I, I am not sure how um, some of the most educated people I know, particularly clinicians, um, cannot identify the corollaries that exist between abusive relationships between humans and then the abusive relationship we are in with our government, um, really other institutions behind the scenes. But I have um, the, in the post, in the blog post, are um, what I call opening questions and an outline for today's podcast. And um, they are basically, you know, it's unscripted, yes, Uh, But it's unscripted, even though it's a little scripted. I call it unscripted because as people who listen, and I hope that you do, please share, please like, whatever you got to do. I'm still learning about all this stuff. Um, But I tend to go off uh, the beaten path a little bit because I have so many thoughts on a lot of these things. You spend, um, let's see... And I know this applies to probably anybody listening right now has done similar stuff. You know, I, I, I would say thousands upon thousands of hours. I don't know. Certainly since um, it, with I started researching all this stuff with vigor and gusto um, around between 2005 and 2007, during my college years, which were 2000 to 2004, after 9-11, I started having an awakening. But I really... Uh, not not like when I got into my mid-20s. So anyway, the first question that I have on here that's really been weighing on me is this. Why are they suddenly permitting so much of this information um, out into the public, information that was strictly forbidden? Now, I know a lot of people have answers to that. The narrative is crumbling, all this. And, and, and I, that could very well be true. Anyway, um, my question goes on. Uh, they have the power to censor everything, literally everything. And if Joe Rogan is blowing the lid off this nightmare, of course, I'm behind him 100%. Really should have said 1 million percent there. But the realist in me 
Um, and this is not a slam on Joe Rogan at all. It's me questioning the system, not Joe Rogan, just to be clear. Um, the realist in me must ask what I consider an all-important question. Why now? Why now? And even more important, who benefits? So I feel like I'm missing a shoe. I'm missing a shoe, which means I'm waiting for it to drop. Um, they always have, the, it's never, I hate to be a downer, because um, I do believe, I do have a lot of hope. I do think that this time has potential to be different, but there's really no um, examples in history where... Um, <laughs> where we didn't submit, um, where we weren't, we didn't ultimately just allow our, ourselves to um, succumb to these, to these uh, power brokers. So the people who benefit are the people, um, some of them you see, um, they're not necessarily the handmaidens that I talk about, but the um, the power brokers, and then behind them are the people whose names we're never going to get to know, okay? Um, and it really interests me. Uh, I I don't think that there are people with superpowers, but they definitely don't function the way that we do. They're so removed. The point is that, you know, the Bill Gates is um, the Steve Jobs when he was alive, um, and we'll touch on this later, None of these people allow or allow allowed or allow their children to use um, the tech that they promote, um, especially with the augmented reality and all of that. Uh, there is a book I think it's called Disconnected, but I could be wrong. And if I am, I apologize. I'm pretty tired from working all night, but I'll try to remember to look it up. But anyway, it's about how the Silicon Valley types. Um, and a lot of the the big wigs simply do not let their own children <laughs> use the same stuff that they push on us like it's life saving uh, life altering and you like you absolutely need it so um so who benefits we really need to be asking ourselves that question and you know why are they giving us perceived wins because yes i'm cynical that way um i don't think we can put a dub a w in the column a true W and a column, a true win until we route them out uh, root and branch. And I'm not, I'm not fucking around with that. I'm not playing games. Um, it doesn't need to be violent. Um, I think they would be the ones to try to provoke violence and, and um, be violent with us. But the reality is if 40 million Americans showed up in D.C. and said you're done, guess what, folks? Instantaneously we would be able to form a new government. It would be majestic and unbelievable. And that's not just, uh, I'm a pretty cynical person in a lot of ways. That's not bullshit. That's absolute, complete, and total reality. We just demonstrate. <laughs> uh, we fall woefully short, myself included, of um, of, of of doing that. And that's why I continue to admire these truckers. I admire the people taking a stand, knowing that they're going to lose so much, possibly everything. Um, 
we should be, um, you know, if those truckers end up in local jails, like, you know, we should be finding a way to get to Canada. If you live in the States, if you live in Canada, you should be organizing thousands upon thousands of people to go and simply sit. And if it means you lose work, then you lose work. If it means you have to sacrifice, you have to sacrifice. Uh, we're never going to get through this thing without sacrifice and being extraordinarily uncomfortable. That's just it. We're not going to be able to go around it or vote our way out of it. Um, we're going to have to go through it. And I, th I hope people are starting to get that. Item two. Um, I caught a clip that I wish I could have found the whole um, podcast on. Granted, I didn't look too, too hard to find it. Uh, but I did look at Joe Rogan's The Joe Rogan Experience YouTube channel. And um, I couldn't find the whole the whole clip, but it, it hardly matters. It's um, and this I will include in there if I can find it in my history now. Um, Joe Rogan has Ben Shapiro on, and they're talking about something called the metaverse. And this is something that I'm really familiar with. Um, and the reason that I'm familiar with it is because uh, I started. Uh, when blockchain, when crypto came out, and um, you know the blockchain stuff, uh, talking about setting us free, I, I, again I began to wonder, like, why are they giving this to us? Um, I mean, yes, there was this pretend in my mind, pretend like you know, government resisted. Let's be honest, um, especially here in America uh, and in China, but really in America, um, this is the most powerful, technologically advanced government in the history of our species insofar as we know. So let's make no mistake, if they didn't want drugs here, there would be no drugs. If they didn't want certain information out there, there would be no information out there. There's no escaping it. So whenever they throw us a bone, there's a reason. There's that, uh, you know, we respond to the illusion of choice. Um, I am looking in my history for that Ben Shapiro clip. Um, I will, I'll find it. But they're talking about, they're essentially talking about the metaverse. And, and what, what that's going to mean is a complete separation from um, the world, uh, our real world experiences. You know, you will not have any freedom these um, there's multiple blockchains. There's going to be blockchain government, um, and they really they really get into it. Um, for some reason, I know I had it in my history. I'll I'll link to it. Um, but I hope to talk to um, let me see if I can find it here. Allison McDowell and have her on the, my hopefully burgeoning and growing podcast. Um, to really discuss it, because Allison McDowell is the real deal, and I will link her channel. Okay, here's here's the uh, here is I think this is nope, this not the glade. This who did I find the whole one? I did Joe Rogan. That that's crazy because beforehand I couldn't um, I couldn't find it. Um, they're talking about all kinds of things. What I want to find is. Um, I'll, I'll go through it. 
the point is that um, let's see if I'll try one more thing. The meta, the the fact that the when Allison started talking about this, it was um, you know she's gained a lot of followers, but it was kind of like you know uh, if I talked to my when I talked to my family about it because they're big into gaming and game gamification, some of them. Um, they just couldn't wrap their minds around it. It was just too much. And now you got Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro on these giant platforms suddenly uh, talking about it. And it's um, it's really interesting to me. Again, so why now and who benefits? Why now and who benefits? Um, so what I'm going to do for the moment is I'm going to link... I'll make sure to link Allison McDowell's um, channel, and um, and then I'll find the Ben Shapiro clip, and I will um, I will go ahead and put that in my um, I'll go ahead and put that in my um, description or whatever there. As you can see, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's just kind of paste that there for now. Okay. So then, um, but but she's been trying to expose this for over two years now, um, and and without getting too deep into the rabbit hole. And this is not stuff that's like conjecture or opinion. And what she is very clear about is that there's a lot of nuts and bolts. There's a lot of moving parts. Who knows if they can pull these these things off. But what they would like is a completely controlled, digitalized society. They have the Internet of Bodies, which you can look up as a real thing. Of course, we all have heard of the Internet of Things. Um, and then the spatial web, augmented reality, digital twinning, um, they want a QR code on every person and you will operate really in a singular space via um, like a picture of the wallets you use on, you know, some of these apps now for crypto or whatnot. You will operate through an avatar uh, in a world. It'll be gamification. A, a good speech to watch would be, let's see if I can link this, Russell Crowe. Uh, from Arizona State University uh, talking about gamification. All right, and um, and then uh, there's a gentleman who I can't remember. He's talking about neuroweapons. Um, um, did your, Dr. Gregorio, he's at Georgetown University, um, neuroweapons. And, and he's talking about the neuroweapons to keep... Um, this city-state safe from people who dissent. So in other words, we're all going to live in these smart cities and you're going to have no freedom and anybody who tries to dissent uh, is going to find themselves being targeted by these um, neuroweapons. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look up this dude's name later. I can never pronounce it. I do know he teaches at Georgetown University, and he's like a neuroweapons <laughs> of all things. This is kind of almost oxymoronic, but um, neuroweapons ethics. Okay, his here we go. Uh, brain science from bench to the battlefield: the realities and the risks. Um, 
let's see, um, Dr. James uh, Giordano, I think is, is how you pronounce his name. Um, either way, pardon me for, um, I couldn't, I had it muted. Um, I will copy that link and put that in the uh, description as well. Um, really worth checking out because this stuff is the stuff of the future. Um, anyway, so yes, what they want for us, um, there's a map that came out in the United Nations years ago and it was from their biodiversity wing, you know, where they have the sustainable development goals and all that stuff that's, you know, all sound real flowery and good. Um, but the, it was a map of the United States and then, you know, when people started talking about it, of course, they were like conspiracy theorists are making up these maps and the UN took it down seemingly, but actually it's still there. You just have to look real hard for it. It's still at the, on the website. Um, and they have it color coded, um, I believe, red, yellow and black. Now, red is most of the country. It's completely off limits. Yellow is no man's land. Um, that's what they call it. It's kind of like an in-between space. I guess you can get permitted to visit there. Um, with special permissions, but they classify all these things as nature preserves um, to protect the environment. You think Bill Gates is going to have any restrictions? Think again. Um, and then there's, if you look closely around the major cities, there's these tiny little black dots. And if you look at the key at the bottom, it tells you what red means, tells you what yellow means. And then for the black dots, it says human settlements. Okay, folks, human settlements. And this is what they want and are going to get if we don't stop them by 2030. And Allison, when she first gave, uh, when I first listened to one of her very long talks, really informative, she made a reference to um, the digital reservation. And that's exactly what this is going to be. I always tell people um, that are pro-mandate and pro-vax, all that stuff, which is fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Uh, but what is fact is that they are prepping us with this mandate because a cascade, and, and I mean a deluge of mandates, is going to be coming down the pike. I don't think that. I know that. Again, they don't hide the information. We don't have time to get into it now. I try to keep notes on these things so that I can do episodes on them, but they're going to use mandates and those that, you know, jumped up and down, like, you know, clapping seals like lemmings and were like, yeah, mandates, force them, force those dangerous anti-vaxxers. Guess what? At You know, during this cascade of mandates, there will come a point for every single human being, man, woman, and child, where there's going to be a mandate that... And I, I couldn't predict what it's going to be. Well, like, which one will get who? Um, I know some of them, but there's going to be a lot. And they make it clear that that's how they're going to rule. By you know, that's how they're going. It's going to be dict dictatorial. Um, there's not even going to be the semblance of uh, cons govern government of the consent uh, by the by consent. Um, they're they're going to um, I lost where I was going with that, but that's that's what happens. Um, where was I going with that? Where they want us to? Yeah, anyway, well, 
we're going to be oh the digital reservations i i don't remember exactly where i was but like i said i fly by the sea of my this is the unscripted part for those of you that can't take it see ya those of you who actually want to learn something you know stick around but i um i i think what i was saying is they you're going to come up against a mandate that you don't that you you, you just can't follow but you're going to have no choice you know, I really respect those people that um, I saw a tweet from somebody that said, um, you know, I'm triple vaxxed and um, I stand with everyone who refuses to get vaccinated. They want to create a segregated society. There's lots of reasons for that. Um, control is one of them, but it's bigger than that now. It's bigger than that. You have to, again, ask why now and who benefits. Why is money no longer the incentive that it was? Think about it. Regeneron was pulled from the market, and it is made by Big Pharma and highly profitable, highly, pro- incredibly profitable. But it's no longer an option. Why? Because it saves lives. Anyway, number three. Question. Um, rhetorical for me because I feel like I know the answer does the rule of law matter and I mean like the rule of law as it's supposed to matter um, when does the rule rule of law matter when the courts make a lawful ruling and it's ignored without protest what does that say about where our society is um, does the rule of law matter the rule of law is all we have and and I'm not talking about an overbearing police state I'm talking about checks and balances, um, the government existing to only to for collective defense, to facilitate commerce, and to protect our rights. And actually protect our rights should be number one on there. But um, the rule of law, um, it absolutely matters. It doesn't exist today, um, not really, but it does matter. In fact, if we can't get a hold on that, that's and we're absolutely not going to make it. So in New York, um, courts made a ruling, and they just absolutely ignored it. So again, like I said, um, we are not, and and again, not trying to be negative, but the reality of the situation is very clear at this juncture in time. We are not going to settle this by voting. We're not going to settle this by. Um, the courts. We're not going to settle this uh, any other way except for to root them out, rot them out, root and branch. What is that quote? I think maybe it's from Henry David Thoreau. And of course, of course, I'm probably going to butcher it because I'm tired. But what does it go? Like for every um, thousand hacking at the branches of evil, there is but one striking at the root. And that's what we've got going on here. So, um, and what does it say about where society, where our society is? Well, it says what we see all around us, that we're in um, a state of emergency, um, that we are completely breaking down. And people talk about this national divorce and all this other stuff. Here's the deal. Um, The media companies, the major media outlets are terrorist organizations. Um, people get sometimes really uptight and clinch, you know, tense up from ass to elbow when I say that. But the reality of the matter is, if you look at the definition of what terrorism is 
and you look at the speech coming out of even the mouth of our, our president, our um, Surgeon General, who has no business opening his fucking mouth uh, really on anything, but particularly on censoring people. Um, you know, you can easily, and I don't mean just for the sake of making it work for you, uh, the definition is completely and totally applicable to what's going on now. There is coercion. You know, you can't, people want to talk about um, choice. You know, it's not a choice if the media is um, shaming people who want to not get vaxxed, who want to wait, who don't want to do it at all. I'm a vaccine injured. I was a vaccine injured child. It, it essentially, along with a couple of other events, it created quite a challenge. I'm, I'm blessed and I count my my blessings, but um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to play it down. It was hell for me and my family. So, um, you know, I mean, th this this whole this whole divide that they're that the media is creating, you know, like shaming shaming us. Um, that is, they are the dominant. They control social media. They control um, the news that most people watch. And so what you have, unfortunately, is people um, guzzling this information and then just spewing, uh, you know, punchlines from the government like it's fact. My favorite is, um, or one of my favorites, I should say, is follow the science. You have to follow the science. Well, this is coming from a group of people who probably couldn't bang out a fucking eighth grade lab report if they had to. They certainly couldn't tell you um, the scientific method. And there's no way that they could ask the, that they could uh, run it, uh, their assertions through the critical thinking machine. Who is it? Dr. Brett Weinstein and Dr. Heather Hying Hang. I always mispronounce her name. But she said, you know, what you have to do is work before you can stand on uh, a theory uh, uh, that you have. You have to work to falsify it. So work to prove yourself wrong. And once you can't genuinely, and once you can't do that, or you're fairly certain you can't do that, and you're well-versed and educated in the subject matter, then open your pie, you know, your pie hole there, your little talking hole, and, and talk all you want. But what we have is these media um, and school board union, uh, school boards and the school unions, and so many more. Um, creating an atmosphere of absolute hostility. And when you have um, the former Health and Human Services Secretary Sebelius, Catherine Sebelius, talking about punishing the unvaxxed, when you have the fact that I am struggling to find a job and I have to leave Austin because uh, I'm unvaxxed and I'm not bending to that because uh, I can't. I had a medical exemption and then magically it was revoked. Why? Because doctors are afraid, you know? Sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. If I have a 65-year-old physician, which I do, who was more than willing to write me the medical exemption, um, and then I just couldn't understand. So what are they going to do to you? I don't know. Maybe it's pretty scary behind the scenes. But the fact that they yanked it um, was beyond stunning. It was beyond stunning. Um 
And then, you know, as far as justice for vaccine injured people, you know, it's prudent to wait because I can tell you we went to the courts in 1990 and um, we lost and we lost only for two reasons. One, my mom was a nurse and this was particularly cruel um, of the the vaccine court, which is just an arbitration. It's a joke. Um, the After I got my vaccine, I think it was the DTAP. Um, later that evening, I became lethargic. I keep in mind, I had been an ex- apparently an extraordinarily advanced and um, outgoing toddler. Um, after the vaccine, I became lethargic. By the next morning, I couldn't, and when she was loading me into the car to take me to the emergency room at Yale New Haven Hospital, another hellhole, um, I couldn't hold my head up. So that's number one. In the following um, decade or so, um, my mom being the crusader that she is and my dad being just the support my being the having wonderful parents um and a great little brother can't speak to um my other siblings but but certainly them made all the difference in the world by the time we went to the vaccine court and they made the ruling um they ruled against us. They ruled against us because my mom didn't immediately take me to the emergency room. They also ruled against us because I was exceeding academic milestones at that point um, because of the interventions, the different programs, the tireless crusade to find um, new and innovative therapies. Like one of the pieces of my brain damage from the vaccine injury was um, vision uh, uh, damage to the vision part of my brain that, that um, regulated vision. So all my motor skills were off. It was basically uh, like look up Dr. Padula. Um, it was real considered real, real kooky stuff when he first started doing it, vision therapy. Um, but it was one of the things that reprogrammed my brain. And then um, treatment centers, the right ones. Um, you know, there was a period of time that they did a lot of meds with me. But then I don't remember the age, but it's what made all the difference in the world when my mom and dad realized that it was going to be people that would solve the problem and not drugs that would solve the problem. Isn't it something? And I think maybe this after they lost the lawsuit for for the unbelievable reasons that they did. Um, Isn't it something that you can have your child or your loved one or yourself injured or killed by a vaccine and you have no recourse and yet to manage some of the fallout from (laughs) the injury you end up getting more drugs from the same companies that pretty much killed you it's a really remarkable thing um number four does our government still exist no no um this might be hard for some people to swallow, but no, it doesn't exist in any manner, shape, form um, at the federal level um, and mostly at the state levels as well. Now, where it still exists in a very robust way, uh, we have well, over 3,000 counties in the United States of America. Um, at the local level, it really, you really can make huge strides. This much is true. Um, but it's tough. It's tough. There's no doubt about it. It's not easy. It's not an easy task. Um, but 
in D.C., we do not have a government. We have, again, a terrorist imposter regime. Um, that might sound extreme to people, and if it does, my advice to you is stick around because you won't be thinking that's extreme for very long. Um, number five and lastly, if the good guys succeed, parenthetical, meaning we band together to restore law and order and end this agenda, this nefarious agenda, close parenthetical, what framework would we use to move forward? It would have to be fast because the vacuum left in the wake of such a powerful government would foster monsters even more diabolical than the ones we have now, which hardly seems possible, but it is. Um, so here's my very simple answer to that. We recreate the, we, we reinstitute the template the way it was supposed to be. That There's nothing wrong with the framework of, a, of America, the, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution is beautiful. It, we just don't use it at all. We, you know, um, and maybe we need to make some tweaks to try to encourage people to get involved for oversight, citizen oversight. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer. But um, if we succeed, we immediately need to just have a restoration of constitutional law because folks it works when we follow it and now that we've made so much progress and continue to work on you know um uh, uh e equality of opportunity I'm, I'm, I'm i believe in merit-based um, not equity but equality under god and under the law now that we've really achieved that you know, I mean, yes, you have your bigots here and there, but forget about them, you know. And if they do something awful, we'll use the rule of law to make them pay the piper, you know. But now that, we, now that we're in the place that we're in, we can really live up to what America was supposed to be. And it will never be perfect, but find me a better system. I'm sorry. Like, lots of people like to be like, Switzerland or this, that. Well, there isn't, there isn't one, or there didn't used to be. I mean, America now is just... An embarrassment, but um, it didn't used to be that way. That's for darn sure. So, anyway, I will try to include those links. Um, and I want to talk real quick just about the handmaidens of hell. I, this is all in the article I posted, but I want to let those people know if by some miracle they should happen to listen that you will be held to account so who are the handmaidens of hell the handmaidens of hell are all the employees that work at every major news outlet sorry no no um reprieve for you no i didn't know no excuse no you're done you're being held accountable, especially the big wigs. Um, the handmaidens of hell are every teacher that is embracing this um, and abusing your children. The handmaidens of hell are physicians who are like at just an unbelievable rate, aggressively, like fiercely violating their oath to first do no harm. I mean, like so violating it, it's like, 
it's a joke that they would even like claim that they first do no harm. Um, I've often heard people say, well, they don't know. They didn't know better. Yes, they do. They know in every fathomable way. They know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They have for some time. I don't buy it for a second. Not one. I'm sorry. No excuses. They are the handmaidens of hell if they're participating, and they will be absolutely and totally held to account. I'm sick of this excuse. Well, we didn't know what to do, and, you know, we were getting pressure and couldn't get grant money. For, you know, my heart pumps purple fucking piss for you. So instead, you're going to just line up uh, innocent, uh, un unknowing you know, people who are unaware of some of this stuff and just... It's, it's, it's murderous and um, awful, and there, has, there, will, there will be accountability. Um, so it's, it's, it, there's more people to that list, but, um, but that's, you know, that's, that's part of it. Um, you know, doctor's offices refusing to see unvaccinated patient, uh, patients, um, any, anybody, um, advertising radio ads or commercials that promote children taking this vaccine. And then last on my list, um, but not an all inclusive list, uh, of the handmaidens of hell are the employers who are enforcing this mandate and ruining lives in the process even though they don't have to. There's no evidence that they have to. You know, follow the science. Okay, I'll follow the science. I can't believe that people, when Fauci gets up to talk, or Rachel Walensky, oh my goodness gracious. I, I just cannot, it, I can't, it's so beyond uh, the pale that I cannot believe that people listen to them at all. Um, it's rather pathetic and uh, most stunning to me is that it's from some of the brightest people you know, which goes to show you the depth of the mental illness. Um, but anyway, I conclude for now and we will be back on Thursday. Uh, please Share this, give feedback, subscribe to my Patreon. I don't even know how to do all that stuff yet. I'm working on it, but um, hope to have Allison McDowell on soon to discuss more of what our future looks like because, folks, they have an agenda for us for 2030, and, and at the rate we're going, they're going to get there. And there's a reason for the segregation, and we can get into that um, more uh at some point in the future, I'll try to remember to write that down now. Um, but there's a reason for it. And again, this is not just me like being like, oh, I'm putting together puzzle pieces here. You know, there's, and I'm guessing at a reason. They tell you the reason. The World Economic Forum tells you the reason. Um, the United Nations tells you the reason. The World Economic Forum, um, the World Economic Forum and Pfizer, for all intents and purposes, are the governing forces on the planet right now. Anyway, um, with that being said, I wish you all a blessed day. I will see you all again on Thursday.